Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, I want to thank our sponsor, Blue Apron, the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Look, their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And they achieve this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients and building a community of home chefs. Blue Apron has established partnerships at over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranches across the U.S. And as a result, their seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. Beef, chicken, and pork come from responsibly raised animals. Produce is sourced from farms that practice regenerative farming. Because Blue Apron ships the exact amount of each ingredient required for a recipe, they are reducing food waste. Look, cooking together builds strong family bonds. Research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often. Those who spend a lot at restaurants at high or high-end grocery chains can now spend under $10 per person for a delicious meal. Their upcoming meals are seared chicken and creamy pasta salad with summer squash and sweet peppers, creamy shrimp rolls with quick pickles and sweet potato wedges, fresh basil fettuccine pasta with sweet corn, and... Cubanelle pepper, as well as chili butter steaks with Parmesan potatoes and spinach. I'm telling you guys, me and my girl, we have Blue Apron Night, and it is the best night of the week. Uh, she's impressed by my cooking. I'm impressed with her cooking. It's it's gr- a great date night. It's affordable for less than $10 per person per meal. Blue Apron delivers uh, seasonable recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. They got variety. You can choose from a variety of new recipes each week. Or let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you. I love surprises. And they're flexible. I'm telling you, customize your recipes each week based on your preferences. And it's easy. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe. And pre-portioned ingredients can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. And it's guaranteed. They guarantee freshness. And I'm telling you, every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook. Or they'll make it right. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash MMA roast. You'll love how good it feels, how good it tastes, and be able to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. Don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash MMA roast. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I am here with the man, UFC veteran, Bellator veteran, and now you're a Ryzen veteran, Anthony Burchak. What's How are up, you, man? man? I'm good. How are you? You've been you've been busy. Yeah, getting married and stuff. Got married. Uh, greatest day of my life. Awesome, dude. Congrats. Uh, I'm very proud of you. Yeah, it's you've a very been, adult thing to do. It is right. <laughs> it's weird saying my wife. Like I had to upgrade my girlfriend to my wife and my side chick to my girlfriend. And no, I'm joke. Uh, but no, it is weird. It's weird. Like my wife. I, I'm so used to. I keep saying girlfriend or fiance. That you've been married, right? See, you're married well, to Mercedes. Me and Mercedes are still engaged, but I've already been so programmed to say wife as well that way when it when it does happen it's not like i still call her my girlfriend so i see i've preempted this i've thought about this long and hard now how long have you been engaged for uh two years now a year and uh, two years now now mercedes is, is not uh 
She's a beautiful woman. Yeah. She got, uh, double D's, right? Triple D's? No, G's. No. G's? For g- g- goddamn. Really? She yes. Has, you know, j- there you go. Uh, <laughs> but she seems like she's also a fighter as well. Yeah. She doesn't like uh, pressure you to have a date. Like, I want. I want. Uh, believe it or not, she's dragging her feet, dude. I've tried to marry her several times now. Really? You, we, we come to Vegas like 14 times a year. And I've been like, fuck it. Let's just pop in somewhere and, and get married. And she's like. No, your mom would kill us. My mom would kill us. Everyone, I'm like, dude, who gives a shit? Like, you know, we just, uh, it, it, it's, it, I've been telling her, like, we need to make this happen. And she's the one that drags her feet. So I, I don't know, uh, I don't know what her deal is, but I actually tried to, uh, my, my girl, we were like, cause Dan Hardy told me he got married. It was $25 drive through wedding. Uh, you get out once just to take pictures and that's it here in Las Vegas, in Las Vegas. And he, that's what he did. And I, I, I asked my girl about it. She said that would ruin takeout for her. Uh, but so that's why we, you know, she was like, no way. But I think, you know what? I think you either go big or you go way small. Yeah. There's no in between, right? You can't like have like a mediocre wedding. You either have like a little shitty me, you and, and our, our friend wedding, or you have this big giant extravagant over the top, you know, kind of, I think the gig. second or third wedding, you gotta, you gotta keep going smaller. <laughs> you can't, you can't go bigger. Unless you're like a Jay-Z or you have some kind of, no, like, yeah, fuck yeah. you money and you could just do that. Indispensable funds, right? So. Now, but have you been married before? Never. But how many kids do you have? Four. I got two stepdaughters and then two sons of, of my own. So you so. have two sons for the same woman? Uh, no, me and Mercedes have a son. Right. Okay. I have a son from a previous, uh, relationship and yep. then Mercedes has her two stepdaughters from got previous. Got it. And now, okay. So how old are they? So we just got rid of the 18 year old. She's out of high school. We got, got one going into high school who's 14. Uh, my nine year old son, Van, and then the youngest one, Jet, is three. Did you get fixed or no? No, no, she got fixed. She got Mercedes yeah. can't have kids anymore. No, she's pissed. By the way, why? Well, because I duped her into it. I was like, "Yeah, I can't get my tubes tied. I'll, I'll lose all my testosterone. I need it for fighting." And she was like, "Okay." Oh, so she actually did it? She no, she bought it. That right. has nothing to do with my testosterone levels. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Is that even legal? She, I don't know. That's crazy. She did it. Uh, actually, in hindsight, I I would have never had her go through it if I would have known. The health risks that are, you know, okay, side of that. So she's had a bunch of like, bunch of shit wrong with her ever since it happened, and I would have never, yeah. I would have never signed off on that if I would have known that her health would have been compromised. Sorry to hear that. It's, yeah. it's taking a really dark turn here. Now, um, now, okay, you're fighting coming up. You got a fight coming up in yes. Ryzen. Now, you're a guy who left the UFC on a win. Yeah. So that, which is not rare. I mean, which is very rare. I mean, most people do not do that. They, but you said, you know what? They were taking too long. You were getting sidelined. You, you got, you got to pay for four kids. Yeah, man. It's not, it's not, you know, this, this world, uh, that we live in is you, you have a very short shelf life. You know what I mean? And, and people will stomp on you and, and use you and throw you away. So for me to be able to leave the UFC on a win, which is which is not very common, is huge for me because at that point I was like, yes, I did leave on a win over a, a tough Brazil finalist, and um, you know very tough opponents. You know I went two and two in the organization, but it, it was uh, you know it was good opponents, and and you know I'm not ashamed of anything. You knocked out Joe Soto how quick? Uh, it was a minute thirty eight, I think, and then me and Thomas Almeida, you know, before I got you know that was a folded war. up like origami. I was you know. I was in it, so, um, you know, and then and then the tough Brazil final. So going into any contract negotiations after that, you know, we had a good leg up. So, uh, Ryzen was the was the organization that I really wanted to be part of. I think they're going to blow up within the next year and a half, two years with uh, with what they're doing there in Japan. I like what they're doing now. 
you fought over there. Now, have people, all the, you know, all, all the pride fighters say you can't compare fighting in Japan to the U.S. It's like you're a superstar in Japan. Have you gotten any of that treatment over Absolutely. there? Absolutely. It's like one of the weirdest things. Like, uh, so if you go to Brazil, you fight in Brazil, it doesn't matter who you're fighting. The Brazilians, that guy could be the worst piece of shit human being on the planet. But you're an American fighting a Brazilian in Brazil. The Brazilians are going to support that man, no matter how terrible of a human he is. You could be fighting a, a Japanese legend like Tatsuya Kawajiri in, in Tokyo, and they're like, you're going to win. Oh, really? We want you to win. Yeah, and it's like, it was very... But was that to your face, though? And then yeah. To them, but then yeah, to but, them, are you rooting for him? But even when, even like when I was looking through Twitter and Instagram, it wasn't like, fuck you, American, go home, we want you to leave. It was like... uh this American speaks very highly of his talent. We want to see what he's capable of. We want to see him fight, you know, Kawajiri. And even after, like, if you guys watched the fight, like, it was super boring, you know. I, I it mean, a boring fight. To me, it was, you know, getting laid on and, and, you know, I had to take a pregnancy test after, you know, so. <laughs> it, it was an exciting fight. It, it was, like, when I look at it and I've watched it, I usually watch every fight eight to ten times post. I watched this one, like, four or five times. And I was just like, I did my thing. You know what I mean? 145 is not my weight class. Right. You know, fighting someone like Kawajiri, who's, you know, an icon in MMA, icon in Japanese MMA, that was just a cherry on the top for me. And, and I told him, as long as the money's good, as long as the opponent was good, I'm not going to fight some no-name 145er, you know what I mean? So, but the fan, man, the, the, the way they treat you, that was the best time I've ever had getting my ass kicked. <laughs> The way they treated me and the way they still treat me to this day. You're is, the headliner too. Yeah. Oh man. It, you know, I, I never got a chance to main event in the UFC. Um, I main evented like seven cards before I got into the UFC. And then, you know, I was treated like a king before I got in. Uh, you know, I didn't really get that treated that great in the UFC. And then again, right as soon as I got out into Ryzen, I'm headlining a card with one of the biggest names ever. And uh, it was just a, a life-changing experience for me. Now, do they, do they test over there? Because it seems like a lot of these guys are having resurgences over here, looking like world beaters. And even Kawajiri, his body looked a little bit different than when he, he fought in the UFC. He's, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I can speculate. But did they you know, test you? Did you get they, tested? We did get tested. And they said that it's, it's water, USADA, and they're going to send it to Salt Lake City. Okay. I don't know. All right. I haven't. Where are we at now? I fought April sixteenth. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen anything. Okay. All right. So, well, can I tell everybody me? on that card was clean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there was anybody... a guy in the in the in the co-main event named Geronimo dos Santos who just was uh, Adonis of a big black Brazilian man, and I'm. Has anybody ever failed a Ryzen test? <laughs> No, seriously, has anybody I mean, ever come know. back? I haven't, I haven't heard anything. I, I mean, they had, what's his name? That, that, that guy, who's that yeah, huge bodybuilder? Uh, that's like, oh, fuck the guy's name. Yeah, anyway, he, that guy, there's a huge bodybuilder. But look at Mirko. Let, let's, yes. let's use Mirko, right? So, yeah. he's a fine wine. He's getting better with age. Like, you know, obviously, you know, there's guys that, but it's legal there. And as long as you... What's legal there? Uh, HGA, or t testosterone replacement therapy, right? TRT, okay. testosterone additives. As long as you disclose that, you know, hey, I have a prescription for this. Right. You know, we'll, uh, I'm going to be competing with that. So, okay. Well, I, that's what I say. I think that there are certain guys like BJ Penn, uh, Josh Koscheck, um, even Dan, let's go, Dan Henderson, who looked great in his last fight. But there are guys, Vitor Belfort, I, you know, that are kind of not having good late, uh, you know, take Hendo out of there, but let's put Koscheck there. Let's put, uh, BJ Penn. Fitch. 
Well, Fitch looked good the other night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but did you see that's his first finish in like 3,647 days or something like that? But I think there are guys they should go to Rising because they will, especially if they could take TRT. Absolutely. I mean, B2R could you, would, B, BJ, you know. could you imagine BJ on, on some sort of performance enhancer? Just something to even the playing field. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I hate seeing BJ go out time and time again and I'm, it's like, I don't want to see it. I'm sorry. I don't want to say it, it, it's like it's like you, you're that kid who knows that your your alcoholic stepdad Santa. It's going to be great because you get to have the experience, but you know you're going to get let down. But at it's the like end of that it. chick from the Real Housewives that like is like now 50 and going out partying at bars and dancing on tables. Yeah, and her face is pushed back, and her and she's got four kids in the car, and you and you're just like <laughs> this is not fun anymore. It was fun back in the day. Every strip club has that stripper uh, that has just been there way too long. Yeah, but you don't. You, it doesn't stop you from throwing a power at her. I I don't know. It, there, there's a, there's always that time. I don't go to strip clubs anymore. But there was always that time where you see someone and you just get sad at a strip club. And then and so like, it's a pity dollar. A, a pity dollar. It's a pity dollar. Or like okay, here's the money, but you have to use this for. It's like when you ever see a homeless. Somebody give a homeless guy money, and you're like, all right, here's here's a dollar. Here's five. But get a sandwich. But get a sandwich, or it's sort of like that when you're at the strip club. Like here's a dollar, but just use no. Don't use this on cocaine, please. Just <laughs> just feed your children. Like this. But it's sort of like that's what BJ Penn and these guys are kind of becoming. I, I hate I hate to have to side with you on it. It, it is, but you know, in a, in a world where we're, I still think it's a witch hunt, man. We're looking for for the wrong thing with with you know USADA and, and testing these fighters and stuff like that, banning IVs and and having all this. You, you know, either let everyone get gassed all the way up and have them fight like old Pride days, you know, or or really take three or four more steps to get. Exact accurate testing because I still think that there's guys that are getting by on it. You know, there's always new drugs, there's always new cheaters, there's always new ways to get around the system, and I think there's still people that are doing it. Right, I, I'm sure you are. I mean, have you ever been tempted? Has anybody ever come up to you and been like, "Hey, hey, listen, I'm on some stuff, and they can't detect it." And- it's not, it's not that. It's just uh, when I first got into the UFC, someone told me if you're in the top ten, you're on something. If you want to be in the top ten, you got to get on something. And I was just like thinking about it, man. I was like. There's no way that everybody in the top 10 is on something. And then you start looking at who's popping when USADA, who, who were reigning champions that were just undisputed, undefeatable, you know, those guys, they all fell from grace quick. Right. Especially when USADA came in. So I was like, holy shit, maybe that was, that was right. You know, they were not right, but they were accurate. I, I, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of guys that know, you know, that's the thing. It's like when guys transfer gyms. A lot of times they go to the new gym. They tell the new gym who's on stuff in the yeah. old gym, and then all of a sudden, like I, I knew guys that were fighting people that knew their opponents were going to be on shit. Yep. And that's got to be a scary feeling because you're like, oh, shit, you know, now my opponent is on something. And I know people say it doesn't help. It's got to help, but to some degree, right? You know, it's this was a, a common misconception as well as is as far as strength goes, right? It's not like. Uh, like Yoel Romero and uh, who's the other one? Hector Lombard. They got popped for like designer drugs, like bodybuilder drugs, right? When the majority of performance enhancing drugs are to recover. You know, right. you can't train like we do day in and day out, three, four times a day, beating your body down to shit and not recover properly. That's the biggest thing that, that steroids do is it makes you recover so you can train hard your next session, right? Not so that we look like, you know, bodybuilders at a, at a figure, you know, competition. It's just so that we can recover. Now, is it soreness so you're not as sore? Yeah, so you're not sore so that, you know, if you do tear something, it recovers quicker, you know, and um, that's what a lot of people don't understand. But with with that in mind, knowing that your opponent's on something, right? So George Roop, who's built like me, skinny, tall, 
You know, he's. I think he was the tallest bantamweight. He was six one or yeah, six two. Yeah, he was pretty good, right? He knocked out Brian Bowles, and Brian Bowles tested over Overeem's eighteen to one level. Wow! That fight, Brian Bowles was twenty to one on his testosterone level, and he got beat. You know, so what does it say about a clean guy coming in and smoking a, a dude that's you know using performance enhancing drugs and not getting a performance enhance? Well, also probably if you're on that stuff, maybe you could also have a false impression of how good you are. Absolutely. You're like, hey, I'm unbeatable. Not only am I training hard, but I'm taking stuff. Now who's going to beat me? 100%. And then let's go back to those champions that, that had that false sense of security, you know, and, and you look at the guys that, that were on the top for such a long time. And then they were like, okay, I got to clean up. USADA's in, you know, and now they go into these fights thinking like, hey, I'm, I'm real. And like they've had, this this push behind them the whole time and they say holy shit right it wasn't me right now you're gonna you have a fight you know you're now in the Ryzen grand prix tournament yes sir now what is this so uh i don't know if you guys remember back in the day four fights in one night you know uh k1's done it you know kickboxing still does it every once in a while uh glory does it uh bellator had it over a period of time which is kind of like what ryzen's doing so my first round is against takafumi otsuka who's the deep world champion and world series of fighting global champion okay so my first round i have a a two-time world champion right out of the gate um that first round is d- July 30th. What does he specialize in? Uh, he's a wrestler. Good, strong wrestler. He's got a great, great shot, great takedown. Um, I've looked at his last two fights. I don't think he's won. You know, the, he fought a Muay Thai guy with decent wrestling defense, and I thought that guy really picked him apart. But I guess uh, in deep, they have five judges instead of three. Okay. So when they went to the decision, I heard, oh, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so. I was like, oh, he won. And then he goes, and then judge so-and-so. So I was like, how many fucking judges are, are, say are judging this? So... Um, I didn't think he won that fight, but I guess uh, in in Japan, if you don't submit or knock the champ out, you're not going to be the champ. Now, how many rounds are these fights that you're going to be in? Uh, so normally it's a it's a ten minute first round and five minute second round, and these go back to unified mixed martial arts rules. So it's uh, three five minute rounds. Three five minute rounds, and then the night of of New Year's Eve, right? I'll fight once December 29th. I have December 30th off, and then I fight twice. Uh, New Year's Eve. Okay, so if if you beat this guy, when you beat this guy, yes, you have the next day off to recover. No, I have all the way to December to recover. Oh, this is July 29th. July 30th. July 30th. Is, July 30th is the first round. First round. And, and where's this fight? This is in uh, Saitama Super Arena in Saitama, Tokyo. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And, and now, who are we getting? Who are we training with now to get ready for this guy? Um, man, this kid, he he's probably one of the most unknown. Uh, underrated guys I've ever trained with, but out of all the UFC guys, of all the Bellator talent, out of everybody that I've trained with all around the world, Gustavo Lopez at Extreme Couture is by far one of the best dudes I've ever trained with. I've never gotten my ass kicked consistently really? that much. Yeah, he's amazing. Now, where can I see Gustavo? He's in Bellator, Dude, right? No, he's at Combates America. He's in Combates. Okay. Yeah. If you guys want to follow the next true G, man, it, it's Gustavo Lopez. And I, I mean, I'm telling you that. Because I ask him, I'm like, dude, why are you not in the UFC? Why are you not in Bellator? You know, why are you, you know, not, you know, he's like, he's, he's content where he's at. He loves being in combates, but he goes, I know, I goes, I know I'm ready for the UFC. He was living on Misha's couch when I, when I met him. Yeah, dude, yeah. he's amazing, man. And that kid, that kid's, his wrestling game, his submission game, his striking game is so well-rounded throughout the point he is in, in his career. I didn't learn half of the, the well-rounded shit till I got, you know, right before I got into the UFC. So he's a, 
he's been a tremendous training partner uh, in preps for this. I mean, he's got amazing wrestling, amazing takedown, top control. Now, what's the difference? You were at Greg Jackson's for a while. Yeah. And now you're here at King Couture. What's the difference in those camps? You, you know, both of them have a lot of star power. But the one thing that I do that I do notice, and, and the reason that Extreme was my my pick, was because they they individualize everyone's attention. You know what I mean? With so many different guys, you can see that it's easy to pick favorites. You know what I mean? Who's the bigger payday, me or John Jones? You know, who's the bigger payday, me or Cub Swanson? Who's the bigger payday, John Dodson or me? So you know, I always was gonna fall short on on that. And and even at Extreme, even though you know Gray Maynard's a bigger payday than me. He's not getting any more or any less attention than I'm getting, and I really, really value that kind of that kind of uh, attention. You know, I'm working with with Ray Sefo, who who's done the K1 tournament. Yeah, and uh, I picked his brain a little bit, and I'm like, hey, you know, what do you do in the back to recover? How do you? And uh, one of the best pieces of advice I've got from him, he goes, you can do all the icing, you can do all the holistic medicine, doing. All, he goes, but at the end of the night, when you figure it out, he goes, you're either a fucking man or you're not. He goes, I hurt my foot, and they were pushing me up the stairs to the top of the stage where I had to walk down the long ramp. He goes, and I was hobbling up, and he goes, and I, as soon as I heard my music, it just clicked on, and I walked down that, that ramp like nothing was wrong, and I went out and won the tournament. So he's like, he goes, you can do, you can mentally just think about everything you're going to do to, to heal up physically, but if you don't just think I'm the fucking best in the world when you're walking out there, no amount of recovery in the back is going to help you. That's like comedy, man. This is a very, very similar <laughs> comedy. If I don't think I'm the funniest guy out there, I'm fucked. You got to be laughing at you your gotta, shit. You got to, you got to, you got to like, I'll write a joke. I'm like, this joke makes me laugh. If a joke makes me laugh, it's going to work. But then there are jokes that I'm like, I know the crowd's going to laugh at that. I'm like, this, this joke sucks. And you sort of have to have a fine. Now, Brian Caraway. Yeah. Uh, is he still at Extreme Couture? I haven't seen him in a while. I know he's been traveling the world and stuff, but... is that What happened with him? What's going on? I, I know him and Misha broke up. I have no idea. And I, I literally... I, I'm, and that was another guy that I really enjoyed training with. Um, you know, one of the top uh, Bantamweights in the UFC. And he's in the top Bantamweights in the world. And uh, I know he was he was in Thailand for a while and, and traveling. And I think he's back home in Washington right now. As, okay. So I, I haven't Misha seen still him. Is Misha still at the gym? Yeah, I've seen Misha. She's there with Cindy Dandois. And, and uh, they were training the other day. Is, uh, Giant Nunez there? Uh, he was in Boise, Idaho, I think, recently, doing fundraisers for the, for the wrestling program that got, uh, Kevin Lee, he's there. I saw Kevin Lee recently, yes. Yeah, now do you, you and Kevin train together? <clears throat> I've never gotten rounds. I've, I've wrestled and grappled with Kevin once, but we've, we haven't gotten any rounds. He was getting ready for his fight, uh, over Kiesa this last time, and, I usually try to stay away from dudes that are like in kill mode like that. <laughs> yeah. Especially someone as savage as Kevin, man. I, I truly believe he's going to be the next 155 pound world champion in the UFC. Uh, yeah, no, he was at my show last night and I, I go, give it up for Kevin Lee, one of the best in the world. If you don't believe him, just ask him. Uh, and he, <laughs> he, like, I'm like, Kevin Lee is so good that the guy doesn't even have to submit if he's fighting him. He'll just, you know, he'll get the win. Yeah, I like Kevin Lee a lot. He's, he's a good dude. Yeah, uh, you really can, good dude. you can see that. There's just something about him, man. When he when he walks and and he conducts himself, you just you can't help but buy into him being the champ, the next champ, man. He he really, you, you know. I think uh, against Connor, he's just gonna you know smother him if he wrestles him and and submits him. And and I just think that's a bad matchup, you know. And against Con you think Kevin Lee could be Connor McGregor? Absolutely, really, absolutely. You know what's Connor's biggest thing? His left hand. You know, when you take that away. That's you know. I Look think Chad Chad Mendes laid the blueprint for beating Connor. If he would have done it on on a full camp, that'd have been you know that'd have been great. Now what I think Connor Mayweather's going to go three rounds, maybe four. If if Floyd wants it, he's going to stop him by cuts. Are you one of these guys who thinks that Connor's got a shot and is going to beat him? 
uh, you never count out a puncher chance, right? But I think it's going to be in eight or ten where where eight or ten, eight or ten Mayweather puts him down. Really, there's too much money on the line to end it in one through five. But he's getting paid no matter what. It's not like it's, not yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got to understand how the boxing world works. They tell you when this fight's going to end. Really, right? dude? It's no, they don't. There's two, bro. When 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 the the canvas and the mat material goes into the contract on okay we're gonna have a stiffer mat versus a softer mat you have somebody that that that's run a runner you want a softer mat so you tire their ass out yeah but like Pacquiao knocks out Ricky Hatton in two rounds uh I mean Pacquiao Ricky Hatton that doesn't nearly have the amount of buzz around it that this fight does dude there's just too much money from everyone's pockets going into this fight to end it round one through four. I don't know. I I mean, I think the longer it goes, the more McGregor has a shot to win. So why would Mayweather want to even keep it there? He's going to get this guy out of here. Okay, so how many how many fights at the end of Floyd's career was he just starching fools and knocking them out right away? Not many, but those were killers. How many 12-round wars did, did Floyd go through of actually evading and, and counterpunching and doing stuff like that? Oh, most of them. Most, most of, them. of them. Yeah, most of them. Right. Yeah. That's gonna be this fight. He's gonna he's gonna tear Connor apart for for seven eight rounds. I don't know. And tire him out. Where to the point where Connor's hands are down by his waist and he's just walking towards Mayweather trying to fight him. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I could see that happening too. Did the closest the closest thing I could think about this is Connor being a very unrefined Canelo. I mean, that's come on. He's not even in Canelo's. I mean, he's like a. Wait, wait, continue that he, sentence. How do you continue that sentence? You can't not even Canelo's. You can't even compare the two. Exactly. So who the fuck thinks Conor McGregor has a shot? Right? Idiots. But mostly people. But he's gonna. Own. But he's gonna come forward. He's gonna come forward, but he's never had a pro boxing match before. He's gonna come. He's forward, now he's going gonna against get tired. The, the best defensive boxer ever. I, I mean, this is just. Mismatch city. I, I hope Connor wins. Don't get me wrong. I'm rooting for Connor in this fight. Uh, I'm rooting for, for everybody who fights Connor in MMA usually. But in this fight, I let, want Connor to win. Let's, let's talk about what this does for the UFC and what the, or mixed martial arts and what this does for boxing. It does right? not, unless he wins, it does nothing for MMA. Unless he wins. And what do you think it does for MMA? If he wins, it, forget about it. It's, it's now, now not only are these guys the best, MMA fighters in the world, best fighters, now they're arguably they could beat up boxers too at their own sport. Not only boxers, the best boxer, but yeah. it's not going to happen. But you no, know, I know that. You yeah. and I both know this, right? right? But the the people and we were just talking about this on MMA Junkie the other morning was uh when you looked at the over under for this and, and the betting lines, uh it looked like McGregor fans came out first and they were just like, Oh, McGregor's the real deal. And now that's why the split was so close. But now I feel like reality set in, and now the the Mayweather fans are like, "Come on, guys, let's let's really look at this." Because now I think the over unders uh, Mayweather's like minus seven something. Or- Still too close. I mean, the fact that Holly Holm was a bigger underdog against Ronda Rousey than McGregor is. Against uh, Mayweather in a different sport, but there's still insane. time. There's still time. Wait. It till... should be twenty to one. Yeah, just wait till fucking August first hits. Wait. I mean, like I bet on Chris Ariola over Klitschko because it was 
32 to 1 or something. And I'm like, you know what? Ariola might get lucky, land a punch. Well, not against Klitschko, against, uh, Ariola, against, uh, uh, the big, tall, black dude. What's his name? The, the guy from... Anthony Joshua? No. No, not Joshua. The, uh, the, uh, the other black not guy. Not the other black guy. The, the, the guy's a monster. The guy, the guy's... Uh, Tyson Fury? No, he's from Alabama. He just... He guy, I can't remember. I don't, I, don't follow, I don't follow boxing. He's undefeated. It's like 32-0, and 31 knockouts. Oh, shit. He's, he's a beast. So he's a 30... He's a monster. 30 to 1 odds? It was 30 to 1, but I'm like, eh, Ariola. Ariola has some big wins over fighters, over actual fighters. Yeah. You know, versus McGregor has no wins over no boxers. But I don't know. What do I know? Look, if McGregor wins, I'll, I'll be very happy. I'll well, be smiling. Here's the thing. So <clears throat> I love the Diaz brothers, right? They've always been super nice to me when I've met them. And so I don't want this to go taken on wrong ears. For boxing, they have mediocre boxing, right? In the boxing realm. Yeah. Right? I'm sure if they dedicated an entire camp to strictly boxing, they would have, you know, proficient boxing to compete. But Nate waxed Connor when it, when you look at the, the, the amount of actual boxing technique that went into that fight, you know, Nate just put it on him. And that, that's what's going to happen with, with McGregor. Yeah. You know, the Mayweather McGregor debacle. Ah, yeah. I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm not going to pay for it. I'm not paying 80 bucks. You know what? I am going to pay for it. I Why am gonna buy it for this. Cause one, I get to have a cool ass barbecue. I get to talk shit with my friends about a whole bunch of, you know, a whole bunch of fights. For, I would pay for it if they put it on during a UFC event. So at least other fights would make up for it. Or if they did a whole bunch of like, we were talking boxes. about what if, what if Cub Swanson versus like, you know, another, another boxer. Adrian Broner called out somebody. Dude, we, like, we, they could have done. If, yeah. they, if you're gonna do it once, you might as well do it four fucking awesome. times. I'd watch, but then it would be like six boxers beat up six MMA guys <laughs> in a row. It, it wouldn't. That would be terrible for MMA, but I would still watch that. You know, but, but does it even? Because we know Mayweather is gonna gonna do what Mayweather does, right, and be fifty and zero. Does this drive a stake into MMA? Like, what does no. this do for anything? You the know only thing mean? it does does it just keep us in our fucking the only lane? Thing it does is at like the barber shops. You know, people that, yo, yo, he fucked that white boy up. Or, yeah. or they're going to be like, yeah, but he couldn't, even if McGregor wins his next MMA fight, they're like, yeah, but what happened against Floyd? And, and but you're not going to, and you're going to go, yeah, but that wasn't. But here's the thing is like, we've, we've already seen this shit with James Tony and Randy. You know what I mean? And Randy fucking killed James Tony. Yeah. You know? that, that didn't have the, the weight of this though. No, but why not? Because James Tony was not in his prime. Uh, Randy was not in his prime. Uh, he was more in his prime than James Tony was, and Tony at that point was looking for a payday. We're talking about Mayweather, who's never lost against a McGregor who's in his prime. Now they got two prime athletes. It's a difference. That that's why it didn't. That's why it didn't. I don't know, man. It's, it's people really, are still giving Tony a shot, actually. You, you know, it's it's really been. Uh, I mean, it, it's 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 comedy in its finest. If you think about it, every argument you've ever had, because I know you've talked about it, yeah. at least fifty times this week. People keep asking me, "Yo, who do you think's gonna?" And I go, "Look." I, I equate it to football. Uh, to football. Okay, let's look. Adrian Peterson, right? Yeah. Is a very fast guy in the NFL, and running is a big part of football. But he would get smoked by Usain Bolt in a track race. Yeah, absolutely. And this is basically the same thing, in my mind, of boxing is a component of mixed martial arts, okay? But in pure boxing, he's going to get smoked. That's sort of – I mean, you, know, you could say, well, there's no puncher's chance in track. 
The, yeah, the guy. Yeah, Usain Bolt can break his leg. He can fucking trip. He could break his leg, or he, he can fucking trip, trip over something. Or he could. That, that's that's the equivalent of this puncher's chance. Uh, because you're ta- talking about a guy. If we were talking about Ricky Hatton, if we were talking about Arturo Gotti, we're talking about guys that take a lot of punishment. Where that puncher's chance might actually. But in Mayweather's 49 fights, he's been hit cleanly. Yeah, did you see what Dana was doing? What? Where he was like putting up on Instagram. If you go to his Instagram, he put up like three videos of, of like the, the three worst hits Mayweather's ever taken. Yeah. And he's like, he can be hit, guys. He can be hit by Shane Mosley, who I think was a gold medalist and, and one of the best boxers yeah, in Mosley, the world. And then there, I think there was another one, uh, right after that where someone hit a, a right hand as soon as the bell landed. Right, right. Or as right. soon as the bell rang, the punch landed. I mean, the closest guy to beat Mayweather was, uh, there were two guys that did good. There was Jose Luis Castillo, which I thought he might have won the first fight against Mayweather, maybe. And, uh, the, the, the drunken warrior, drunken master. There was a guy that would like dance. I forgot the guy's name. I think he passed away, actually, but he was a gr- great boxer, but he would like dance. The black guy, right? With yeah, a, yeah. With a fro. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah. He did pretty well against Mayweather. Well, because I mean, he's unorthodox. Yeah, I mean, you know mean incredibly he, unorthodox. He says that guy was the hardest guy he's ever fought. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know, man. I, this, it's great for combat sports. And what a lot of people, you know, even though he's so arrogant about it and people say, you gotta thank me, you gotta thank me. One thing that Connor's doing for, for guys like Nate and Nick, if Nate and Nick ever wanna go have a boxing fight outside of their UFC contract, Dana's gotta let him do it. Yeah, but, yeah, but these guys are just gonna get hurt. Yeah, I mean, but Tim, I mean, but Tim, Tim Hay had a boxing, Tim Hay passed Austin, away recently. Oh, Rest man, in peace, Tim Hay. I don't wanna talk about that. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, you can grab a, a UFC fighter that's going to be a qu- somewhat of a draw and put him in a boxing ring, but that's not a good idea for most UFC fighters. Yeah, but here's the thing: is like we're, we're talking about safety versus making money. You know what I mean? There's a there's a legal thing called the good and fair business practices, right? If if Dana lets Connor go out and compete wherever he wants to go under UFC contract and he can box or Muay Thai or whatever he wants to do, but then someone else says, "Oh, well, I want to do that," and he goes, "No, no, no, no." Now that's illegal. Yeah, he can do it, but I don't think it's going to be good for the for the fighters themselves. No, it's not. No, of course not. But yeah, except the fact when you got a, a family money. to feed and you need to get paid, at the end of the day, we're all doing this to get paid. Yeah, you know what I mean. Un- unlike Chris, you know, guys like Chris Lytle who are a fire chief and making you know a hundred k on the side as a job, we don't have that luxury. But you know I, what I mean? By the way, I mean you do own a gym, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that? How's that? It's going amazing, man. Ten Planet Tucson's blowing up. Uh, we just had two guys fight out here recently at Tough Enough from Toro Tech Mixed Martial Arts, which is my gym. Uh, we got smoked by Syndicate and Extreme Couture, and really, yeah, I had to walk into Extreme and I just hang my head a little bit. Are you going to use your Tenth Planet Jiu-Jitsu in any of your fights? I I put a uh, Kawajiri in lockdown, and you I did, put him a couple. Put him in lockdown, but are you uh, submissions? Hey, or are you yeah, crackhead. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. I had, I'm 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 looking to submit, man. I'm I'm really looking to twister somebody. I've been finding twist her a lot lately and really if i twisted this kid i'll shit a chicken <laughs> that's hilarious immediately now, now your wife yes uh, i know we, i love we love your wife she's watching thank you mercedes but she's in your corner right when you fight that this last fight she was that was the first time probably the last time Bad she idea, ever, right you yeah. don't want to hear your wife yelling at you during your fight well here's here, here's this here's this thing so I'm mounted and the crusher's on top of me. And the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life in any organization I've ever fought on was a clock in every corner post of the ring. So if you're on your back or you're on top, you can just look down the canvas and see the clock. She goes, you got 45 seconds left. 
And I look over and it says a minute 20. And I was like, bitch, you lying. Oh, wow. I was like, you fucking lying to me. So your wife, you knew she was lying. So oh, yeah. Thinking, I was like, oh, I'm fucking hitting you. But when your wife's telling you, like, what to do in a fight, are you just like, because I know, like, like, I love my dad. He was my manager for a long time. And, and uh, it worked well. But then there were times, it's like, because it's your dad telling you and, like, there's a part of you that's like, there's all this other stuff. No, no, no. It, she's probably one of the people that knows me the best. She knows when I'm stagnant. She knows when I need to pressure. She knows when I need to wrestle and when I need to jujitsu. She knows when the wrestling needs to end and the jujitsu needs to begin, which is a lot of people don't understand that. I'm sure there's li- listeners that are like, what do you mean? You know, there's, there's a time where you need to continue to wrestle and keep somebody at their red line. Yeah. Right? And then, then you jujitsu, right? You look for a submission. You look to transition. She knows that. There's a lot of people that will just go, you know, wrestle, wrestle. Oh, there's a submission. Oh, oh there's a submission. Right. You know, so uh, the only other the only other thing that I had a gripe with her was was the time, right? The there time was, you got mad about at the f- at, and then there was a, the second one. But right? couldn't, you, but couldn't you say to you like, listen, get the submission and I'll I'll give you a great blowjob <laughs> later. I'm like, like, wouldn't that be? It's your wife, right? I, I, I might have finished them right there. Really? I might have got that. I might have got so that. Mercedes, if you're listening, that's how you motivate That's him. how you corner. Like, hey, you can bang my friend or my sister or something or whatever. I don't know about that. Okay. She hasn't got friends. Okay. Really? I could tell. She, she seems like a... Now, Now you're staying with her parents right now? I'm staying with her mom, yeah. Is that, is that rough? No, I mean, her mom's nice and, and we go... She took me to dinner on Sunday at the M where we had the most amazing seafood buffet ever. Primary of everything. Do you guys have sex in the house or no? Me and Mercedes or yeah. me and the mom? No, you, and, you and the Mercedes. No, the she's not here. What? Mercedes isn't here. Oh. She's in Arizona. So oh. I'm here by myself. Wow. How long have you been by yourself for? Uh, Two and a half weeks now. Well, wow. And then I'm here for another two weeks. So I've been away from everybody like... Today I was pretty bummed because I wanted to, I miss my sons, man. I really want to take them to see fireworks and stuff like that. How old are they again? Uh, one's nine, one's three. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So you missed, so, the, okay, so Mercedes has the four kids right now, or the three at least. Well, yeah, the three ones for sure. Got it. And that, it's got to be kind of a relief though, right? I mean, it is and it isn't. You know, I, I, I always tell them that they're a distraction to me, and the more and more that I start learning, you know, who I am, I realize that they're, Three of the biggest driving components in yeah. in my career. You gotta feed them. Yeah, and then but they they're a distraction as well. You know what I mean? Right. Like not hearing, you know, fucking quit blowing my hair, jet, fucking knocking off. I'm not having to sit here and like. Do they watch your face? Yeah, the little one does a lot. Uh, Cameron, uh, if if my stepdaughter Cameron's with her dad, she'll make her dad either go go to Buffalo Wild Wings or go to Hooters when I was you know fighting in the UFC, and she'll sit down and watch the card. Or she'll make her dad buy fight pass, and, and you're cool with her dad. You guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we got a great relationship. Okay, so we've um, we actually had it out a, a few times. I used to be a bouncer at a club, and he would come in and and you know cause trouble and stuff like that. And like, I would have to be like, "Yo, Mike, what the fuck?" But now, it, you know, we have this really good dynamic, and and he trusts me with you know teaching his daughter certain things, and and you know really stepping in as a as a stepfather. Is he a fighter so. too, or no? No, he's just this big motherfucker, dude. He's this giant, like. Vanilla gorilla. He's just huge. Right. So I try not, I mean, I try not to step on his toes. Where did you meet Mercedes? Where did he meet? No, you. Where did you meet her? Me? Uh, talking shit on Facebook. You met her talking shit on Facebook? Yeah, I was talking shit to her on Facebook. Why? Because, uh, I had been, so rewind like 2009. I had started fighting for this promotion called World Fighting Federation. And I'd been begging the promoter. For like these $150 tickets for my mom and, and, you know, my aunt. 
or my mom and my brother. And uh, he's like, we don't have those tickets. We don't have those tickets. I'm like, you have those seatings. Like, what the fuck are you doing with those tickets? The next post, I see this girl saying, I have six, you know, blah, 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 blah tickets. And I was uh, like, bitch, who is you? Yeah. Where, why the fuck do you get these tickets? I'm fighting. Right. And you're just, you know. And so we ended up having this playful shit talk back and forth together. And then it blossomed into what it is today. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I it's like a, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And, and uh, so, uh, okay, you and, you and her have a kid. She has two kids. And you had a kid before her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who so was we, the girl before her? Uh, she was this Hawaiian girl that I went to school with since kindergarten. So we we dated in kindergarten. We dated in seventh grade. We dated in eighth grade. We dated as juniors in high school. And then as a freshman, sophomore in college. Wow. What, yeah. what happened to her? She's still in Tucson giving me fucking headaches. Why is she giving you headaches? Child support, man. Uncle Hinot the Uncle Hinotch uh, wow. problems. Got it. The got Uncle Hinotch yeah. problems, you know? Got it. Now, uh, wow. But the, now, when, but when the, she sees that you win fights, is she like the first one? Uh, the courts are calling me immediately saying like, we know you want to fight. You need to make a payment. And I'm like, I, I was like, I, you guys act like I'm a deadbeat dad. Like my son's with me every weekend. When he's with me, he wants for not. You know, he's fed. He's clothed. He's he has a roof over his head. I, you know, I pay when I get a fight, and they don't understand that it's not like a job where you get a a salary, stipend right, or right, a right. salary or anything like that. You know, when I when I get paid, I go and make a lump sum payment. She gets all this money up front, and. uh so in the time that, you know, I've had to pay this, I've had my truck repossessed, I've been evicted from two places, she's gotten two, she's gotten two brand new vehicles and gotten into like three new homes. So. Jesus. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a, it's an Arizona's How probably. How old are you, 31? I'm 31, dude. Arizona's like the worst father state ever. Like, if you, the, it, unless the mom's like a meth head with, with crime charges, you're not getting your kid. And you're, you're, you're a half Mexican? What's your name? I'm half, I'm half Mexican, half Italian. Oh, okay. Wow. Who's Mexican? Your mom? My mom. Yeah, my dad's Italian. They're from Pennsylvania. Uh, let's talk about the fights coming up this week. Yeah. Uh, Tisha Torres, Friday night, UFC uh, Fight Pass. Uh, this is a good fight. Juliana Lima versus Tisha Torres. Yeah. Uh, who do you like in this fight? Uh, I like Tisha, man. You know, I, I just think she's... Let me see the Lima girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Tisha in this fight for sure. I she's like just it. too much, man. She, she Her output... Uh, is just a thousand miles an hour, and I lo- I love that about somebody that's that's going into a fight. Tisha, I mean, the first fight on Fight Pass, she's eight and one, won her last fight. It's kind of weird. I, I, you know, there's a girl they should push. I don't know why they're not pushing her. Yeah, I mean, it's hard, dude. There's Plus there's a lot of people. A lesbian too, and they're making her a lesbian now. Oh no, she's not making. She's a, she's a lesbian now, <laughs> which is probably good for girls that you know they're they're, they're unsure and they want to go the other way. Listen, this uh, is, she's a role model to all those. Someone and, like Tisha Torres definitely needs to get pushed up to the top of a card for the UFC because you got guys like Jeremy Kimball who I've never heard of. You know what I mean? And, and those guys are on the main card. Like, I, there's tons of. Guys, won, though. That was a good. Yeah, target. I know. I, I think it was a great win. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just saying, is like, you look at a card now, and you're like, who are these guys? Not only that, Tisha Torres, who grew up doing, uh, I think she was like a black belt when she was younger, grew up doing karate, a uh, role model. She's in college right now. Yeah. She just graduated. She's, I think she's getting married to Raquel Pennington. They got a beautiful relationship. They're both really sweet people. Never heard anything bad about her. And, you know, she's eight and one. Uh, meanwhile, like Paige Van Zandt, no disrespect to Paige, but they could give her a lot of pushes, and and Tisha's a uh, I, I don't know I, I, I you know sometimes I, I feel like with this whole you know they're with the whole WME sale yeah you know like the UFC let's not let's just 
keep it real. I mean, they've in the past couple of years, as far as star power, they've lost a lot of stars. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ronda Rousey being the biggest star they had. GSP, who's been sidelined for a while. Yeah. Anderson Silva. John Jones, who's hard to promote because of you don't know what's going to happen. You man. don't know what's going on. Yeah, there. So it seems like somebody said, "Okay, well let's let's create some stars. Let's put people like Sage, Sage and Page, Page and Connor." And, it, and you know, at least at least for the most part, these people are extremely talented. You know what I mean? And and obviously they're they're good looking the, for the WME IMG image. But when you put them up against Brian Barberina, Sage, uh, Sage Northcutt, man, like that was just a, that was a nightmare waiting to happen. And the thing is, is let's let let's let's let these stars earn their star power. Yes. No, G, no, nobody gave GSP a push in the beginning, uh, even in the middle. He had to go out and fight all these savages. So we're talking about fighting, beating Matt Hughes and and all these all these amazing fighters. No one gave Anderson Silva a push. Nobody even Conor McGregor. In some ways, you know, fought the best. I mean, he has not ducked anybody. Yeah. Look at who he's fought of Eddie well, Alvarez. I mean, the, I think you know. all of his all of his matchups have come with a very precise scientific timing. But he still knocked out Aldo in exactly. nine seconds, exactly. and he still beat you know Chad. Mendes. Yeah, Mendez was a, whatever. Okay, but even even the guys he fought Poirier is, is a monster. Even to get to that yep. level, my point is is that let's let them earn their star yeah, power. Sure. And Tisha Torres. Is in my mind a star. I'm I'm a little super biased because she's a friend of mine. And comes to my show. But she's a girl that if I have a daughter, I would want her. She, I could she could look up to Tisha. Well, I've been watching her since she was in Invicta. You know what I mean? Even other shows like the, the she fought in a Florida show. Uh, I can't remember if it was CFA or something else, but she's been a beast for a very long time. Yeah, man. exactly. Uh, Gray Maynard versus uh, Ishihara. Uh, this should That's be Taru, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy that's always like, my bitches. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now, Maynard, look, Gray Maynard, I've been a fan of Gray Maynard for a long time. I think if he doesn't beat Ishihara, he might want to think of the next phase of his career because he's just, you know, he's, there's another guy who, if he goes to Ryzen, might have uh, a resurgence. But if you look at the last fight, he lost to Ryan Hall. That was a very ugly fight. Granted, Ryan Hall is a really hard guy to look good against, if not probably one of the hardest that guys. That was one of the most bizarre fights, too, because we thought we were going to see a lot of wrestling and leg entries and all kinds of stuff, and, and Ryan came out with some weird hook kick that yeah. landed like 16 times on, on Gray. And, and, and Maynard lost the fight. I mean, granted, you know, did he get beat up? No, but he lost the fight. He, yeah. If you can't figure out what that guy's doing, you lose the fight. So, yeah. I mean, it reminded me of a video game where somebody has some kind of a cheat code or has that one move that you yeah, just it's can't. Some, it's it's the fucking low kick, right? Yeah, you're like, combat, and, you're like and, he, and, he, and he wins every time. Yeah, exactly. And, he, and you're like, you're a fucking cheater. Yeah, that's kind of what happened. But this fight, I mean, you go experience, you go this, you go that. It should go to Maynard, but the chin. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. If you if you take away the the weak chin that that Gray has taken, because he's been in so many amazing wars, right? He's one of those salt of the earth kind of guys that you 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 can't help but root for, right? You know, if, if he has a chin that's a hundred percent, Terry's got no chance. You know what I mean? He's gonna get wrestled. He's gonna get punched hard. Gray's got amazing boxing, amazing head movement. But um, you know, Teru's working at Alpha Male, and he's got he's got an amazing camp behind him. I think he's really feeling himself. You know, he's he's buddies with the champ uh, Cody Garbrandt, and I think some of that some of that confidence and and you know shit does rub off. So he may be feeling himself going into this fight. But I, again, Gray's my boy. I gotta go with Gray. I gotta go with Gray too. Is he, have you been training with him? Uh, not this camp. No, I I, I came late. 
everybody was already, you know, pretty prime focused and uh, no contact really. Like, you know, Kevin was was no contact. Gray's no contact. So oh, all of them it. were just focused on weight cut. Now, uh, what was I going to say about uh, Gray? I, now, I have a theory that Frankie Edgar takes people's souls. Uh, if you look at guys who fight Frankie Edgar, they're never the same afterwards. Uh, BJ Penn, I don't think has won a fight since, since fighting Frankie Edgar. Jesus. Uh, maybe, I guess maybe the, the draw with John Fitch, but I think that was maybe even before Frankie, maybe that was after. Uh, who else? Cub Swanson after Edgar. Uh, now he's looking good again. Yeah. But he got, he got beat took by, took a second, took a second, got beat by, uh, Holloway. Yeah. Uh, I want to see that match again, guy, by the way. Gray Maynard. Uh, has a, a a losing record against. But how old is Gray right now? No. Sixty-seven. I don't know. He's old. He's, he's got to be up there, man. I mean, <laughs> shit. Fucking. Uh, uh, it should be black and white. Fucking Maynard. Oh not my god. So, uh, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, I I just think Edgar takes people's souls. I I, I do. That's my theory. Uh, you know. Okay, I, for a while it was like Jennifer Lopez. If you dated her, your career was done. Yeah. Uh, look at. Ben Affleck, uh, the, the, after and now he's doing well. Yeah. But, uh, P Diddy for a while just P went quiet. Diddy, uh, Mark. I think he changed. What did did he change his name to P Diddy during that? that I marriage? think it was something strange. The other guy, Mark, what's his name? Uh, the singer, uh, Mark been, Anthony. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. He hasn't had a hit since. Uh, I mean, maybe one or two, but I know he's big oh, in Latin America. I, basically, Edgar and J Lo, they should fuck each other and see who's. And anyway. they would just go like this. Look. Yeah, the whole world would stop. Yes. Just fucking. Going to oblivion. So I'm going to be there. Uh, also, Jessica I is fighting Aspen Lad. Isn't Jessica on like a four fight losing streak? I think it's five. Five. But, uh, Aspen Lad is good, but but how does she have a job still? Um, good question. I mean, she's taken. She, she's only lost to really good girls. Uh, it seems like I think she. You know, she lost to I think Zingano. Uh, she lost to Juliana Pena. Well, I mean, everyone's really good. You know what I mean? It's, it's different when you guys and girls. You but know. the guys division, you know, you go on a five fight skid. Bye. It seems that way. I mean, you're right. There's less depth in the women's division you as well as well as you keep. They seem to keep people around from other countries. Like if you're from England, you could lose four or five. Well, yeah, but if you're from uh, so, because in, in your defense, like Brad Pickett, or in his defense. Brad Pickett was like on a four fight losing skid, right? But that dude either knocks you the fuck out or gets knocked the fuck out. Yeah. People want to see that shit. Yeah, I know. It's, it's strange. It's strange sometimes they cut someone after one loss, but they'll keep people around after four or five. Yeah. Uh, it's no, I don't know what the rhyme or reason. I don't know, but I hope Jessica I wins this fight. She came to my show. She's a cool chick. I've hung out with her before. It's like hanging out with a, a guy. Like some of these female fighters, <laughs> like, not, I mean, just like, they're just like cool, like, not that, Women are yeah, cool. Yeah, but it's just they have she she has Shits that like, the door open. Yeah, makes you know, beef jerky. Just like it's a cool like yeah. curses and I got you. Yeah, she's so uh Ed Herman versus C B Dalloway? I got C B. Really? Yeah. I think Ed Ed Ed's flat, man. Like he looked flat against Derek Brunson, who's, you know, a wrestling based guy with, with you know, aggressive striking. I think C B uh I, I mean I've been watching C B training and he's he's just looking savage, man. Where's he training now? He's so after Power MMA closed down, um, do you remember Eric Larkin? He was a NCAA division, uh, national champion. He won the Dan Hodge Award. Okay. Uh, he fought in Bellator once, I believe, way back in the day. Um, they opened up Thoroughbred Wrestling Academy and all the big guy, all the big names from Power are, are at Thoroughbred now. So, Hannon Burrell, Ryan Bader, CB Dalloway. Um, and then, uh, you think Bader beat Phil Davis? I thought Phil won. I didn't get fight. to see the fight, dude. I, I didn't get to Phil see the fight. I, fight. I forget what I was doing, but, uh, I, I didn't get to see the fight. 
So, okay, so we're picking CB in that one. I think it's a good pick. Angela Hill versus Ashley Yoder, uh, who I like her nickname, Spider Monkey. Um, uh, not Angela Hill. That, that would be Which terrible. Which one's Yoder? She's, uh, from, uh, she's from Team Quest? Yeah. Uh, I think she is Team Quest, yeah. Spider I think so. I think she's from Team Quest. Uh, so okay, we, uh, I, I, I got Hill on that one. Yeah, Angela, Angela Hill looked great, man. You know, for Muay Thai people to come in and learn some, some wrestling, uh, defense, some takedown defense, I think Muay Thai fighters with wrestling defense are some of the most unstoppable fighters that you could have. It's the best kind of, kind of mix between, between the two in combat sports. Uh, and then the main card, uh, Marcel Fortuna versus Jordan Johnson. I don't know these guys. Jordan Johnson, uh, actually my guy that fought it tough enough fought Jordan Johnson in his, in his debut. Uh, I think Jordan weighed in at 235 and Dion weighed in at 205. And, uh, Jordan wrestled for the University of Iowa. Wow. Uh, he's another th- guy there out of Arizona now, uh, out of power. Um, amazing wrestling. I think he's strong. I don't know who the Fortuna guy is. Um, I mean, seven and zero versus nine and one. Johnson seven and zero. I don't know, man. That's a uh, Brad Tavares versus Elias Theodoro. I like both guys. I know dude. they're I both like friends both, of mine. Bro. Uh, this is hard. I mean, Elias. I mean, Tavares's weakness seems to be wrestling, and Elias is one of those grinder guys who just, you know, he he's 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 a really good athlete. He's a really good athlete, and he he knows. He doesn't have much experience in fighting, and that's almost his best quality. Yeah, well, we were talking about how he he gets busy and looks busy doing a whole bunch of nothing, but he's a grinder, right? So, uh, again, Brad's my teammate. I got to go with Brad. He's got amazing striking, another dude that works with Ray Seppo, you know what I mean? And uh, always working on on every aspect of his game. I think uh, we'll we'll see a, a different... As far as that wrestling style, but even Elias, even when you beat Elias, he's only lost once, fourteen and one. It's almost like you can't look good. It's almost like he's a, in some ways, a Clay Guida type. Did you ever wrestle that kid that you were like, I know I'm gonna beat this kid, but it's it's not gonna be a good match. It's, it's like, gonna be five to three or something. It's like wrestling a bag of wrenches. Like you're gonna get like elbow and like a headbutt. Yeah, and like you just is very clunky. Uh-huh. It's, that's that fight. That's Elias in a, in a nutshell. But the thing about him though is that. What's dangerous is that he knows that. Yeah. Which is what's I, – I, people say he's very cocky. He's not. He's actually – if you talk to Elias, he's he's very down to earth and he's very humble and he's very aware of how experienced he isn't. And in some ways that's dangerous because when you got those guys who are like, I'm the greatest in the world and then they get knocked out yeah. versus I'm not the greatest. So you so you know he's working hard no matter what all the time. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, he, he Where he lacks – Technique and experience, he will surely make up for in cardio and, and outworking, you know, opponents. So I understand that aspect. So Mark Diakis, he's a guy that like uh, I'm going with that dude. I don't even care who he's fighting. <laughs> Drakkar close. Yeah, I, I know. I I've I trained with Drakkar. We started at the same jujitsu academy. He's a very grinding wrestler, but Diakis has got dynamite in his hands, dude. So okay, even though you train with this guy, yeah, I'm, I mean they're both undefeated. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that that Diakazi kid is just something phenomenal, and and uh, Drakkar, like I said, if Drakkar can get the wrestling game going early and put him on his back and really start smashing early, that might be the the turning point of the fight right away. But but if he lets Diakazi find his range, it's it's not. It's is there be- a f- is is there a chance that Diakazi has just been smoking people out that he gets a little bit too believes his own hype 
And uh, I mean, we've seen that happen. We've seen, All the time. You know, we've seen these guys knock out someone, uh, you know, three first round knockouts. And then and they hunt for it. Then they look it. for it. And then they're in the second round and they're like looking around and they're like, holy shit. Hey, coach, you assured me I was the best. Yeah, yeah. Coach, you told me I was the best. Could that happen here? Uh, yeah, very well. Because, uh, Dr- again, Drakkar is one of those grinder dudes. You know, I've seen him from his first fight. And, uh, you know, again, like I said, I've trained with him in jiu-jitsu. I've trained wrestling with him. Um, he trained with Drew Fickett with me. So I, I know exactly what he's capable of. Um, I've even, I've even had one of my fighters fight against him. And, uh, you know, he can, he can put everything together, uh, on, what was that Friday? I yeah. think, I think he does have a good chance. But again, if he lets DKZ get range and really let that right hand go, it's, it's not going to be good. How's his grappling, Drakkar? Jiu-jitsu? Yeah. Mm. He's a he's a purple belt, but I mean, you know, it, it's just you don't know. Uh, again, it's hard to judge British wrestling and and jujitsu. You know what I mean? So he's lo- from Michigan. It says no, no, the other guy. Oh, oh the other guy. It says from he, the Congo. I think he's fighting out of London. If you, oh, if, okay, you yeah. if you listen to him speak, he's yeah, speaking. yeah, it sounds like that. It, just, it says Congo on the on the thing. All right, but I got it. Okay, I'm telling you what it says. I'm, I'm just reading what the, I feel like. Uh, that okay. was maybe MMA roasted content. No, <laughs> I didn't put it. Yeah, <laughs> better jokes than that. All right, Michael Johnson versus Justin Gaethje. Uh, this is your boy. I'm right? super biased, bro. Uh, Michael Johnson's a savage. Um, it, it, but if you look at what Khabib did to him and just really kept that grinding pressure. We haven't seen Justin wrestle in 15 fights. I think he's taken one guy down. But he gets hurt in every single one of his fights. Yeah, but that's like the most amazing part of it, right? Is like, it looks like he's about to get, but when's his luck gonna run out? Yeah, yeah I don't know. That's a, that's a, you know, it's a dangerous game to play of, I get hurt and come back, cause sometimes you get hurt and guys will finish you. Granted, Michael Johnson is another guy who gets hurt pretty, this yeah, could be quick, quick, but, Okay, let's go advantages. Uh, wrestling. Both, uh, same, right? I mean, they're both, I think, D1, he was a D2 wrestler or D1 wrestler? D1, he, he wrestled for the University of Northern Colorado, was a three-time All-American, two-time All-American. And Johnson has some good wrestling accolades, so we're gonna go wrestling even. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna go striking. Uh, man, you know, Johnson, Johnson works with Henry Hooft, right? And he's got good Dutch style kickboxing, and then Justin works with, uh, with, uh, who's the guy in Colorado at Grudge? Oh, oh, uh, what? He's on the tip of my tongue. Are you talking about, uh, TJ Dillashaw's old coach? No, no, no. No, no, uh, Grudge. Oh, Hume? No, uh, that's in somewhere else. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, yeah. that coach's striking is very tactical. He's Pat Rose, Barry's coach? Yeah, Rose Namajunas, Pat Barry, Matt oh. Lopez. Uh, I mean, he's a, he's a very, very calculated tactician. It's gonna be, it's gonna, I see his face, but I just can't hear okay. his name yet. But, um, Trevor Whitman. Trevor Whitman, right. So Whitman's, Whitman's tactics are, are second to none, man. He's very, very smart, very, very calculated. And, uh, I think the wrestling's even and the, the striking is, is, is about the even. The speed, you gotta go to Michael Johnson. For sure. Okay, so he's got the speed, the chin. I would say Gaethje. Gaethje, for sure. That dude, I, he's just taken. <laughs> Truck hit after truck hit from Luis Palomino. Yeah. And, and, you know, he just, he, he just kept going. I know. You know, you couldn't stop him. I'm picking Johnson on this fight. You're picking Gaethje. I got him. All right. So the next day, which is Saturday night, uh, the, on the fight past prelims, Trevor Giles versus James Boschnevik. You know who these guys are? No. All right. Cody Stamen 
There's Terion Ware. My man Terion Flash Ware. Oh, he's in the UFC now? Yeah. What? He got signed last week. Uh, Who pulled out? He's fighting Cody Stamen, who's like 13 and 1 grappler. I think yeah. He's out, he's out of your gym, right? Cody Stamen? Yeah. From where? Uh, I think he's out of your gym. Uh, oh, he looks like an unlocked character. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's 13 and 1. Yeah, he looks like uh, the, the guy you have to beat in Mortal Kombat at the very, very end. With one split decision loss. I think he's from, he's from the Midwest, Midwest grappler, and Terion's one Achilles heel is grappling. But if it goes on the feet, Terion's gonna beat him. Yeah, Terion's a, a, a strong southpaw. Yeah. I've studied him many times. I thought, I thought, uh, when I actually fought Joe Soto, I thought I was gonna fight Terion. And, um, it, you know, if Stamen's the guy that I'm thinking of, I, I think I'm going with Stamen for sure. Why? Because he's got he's got amazing grappling. He's a great great wrestler. One of those guy, grinding grinding guys. This guy right here. Yeah, yeah, the kid with long hair. Yeah, he's tough, man. Have you trained with him? Never, but I, I've watched him a lot. That's another guy that I've always kept my eye on because, uh, you know, I just gotta always monitor my my division. Rob Font is taking on Douglas Silva DeAndre. I like Rob Font, man. He's he's uh, he's got a great coach. Um, he's got great striking. Who's his coach? Uh, man. All right, but whoever is his the Italian guy, guy the, he, again, the Italian guy that that runs a uh, production for UFC. Oh, oh, out of uh, Mark Delgrati. Yeah, Mark Delgrati. Yeah. That's his his striking coach. So. Oh, good. Yeah, he's got great Muay Thai. Uh, he's very long, very rangy. Got a lot of power. I think Friday so far has a better card than for Saturday sure. for sure. So far, so far. But now we're getting to the prelims. Well, we, we knew everybody on Friday. Yeah, we already don't know. Uh, Three people on this card. Yeah, I know. Jordan Mean is taking on Bilal Muhammad. Bilal, Bilal's the guy that fought our boy Allen, right? Yeah, Allen, yeah. Right? Bilal's tough. He's tough, man. He beat the kid from uh, looking for a fight. Yeah, uh, Jordan Mean's tough too, though, dude. Yeah, like, that's, Canada. that's another dude that's, he's had a long career. His dad's had a long career. You know what I mean? They both, he's very experienced. That's a, that's a, that's a tough fight. I'm going to go Bilal Muhammad on that, honestly. I'm going Bilal because he trains with Ben Askren, even though he lies to us. He came on the podcast and said that, uh, that CM Punk was beating Askren in wrestling in practice and, and was outstriking Anthony Pettis. Excuse I'm, me. I'm like, come on, man. Is he on what, drugs? Did you ask him what drugs is on? <laughs> I'm like, I understand he's your boy, but let's let's keep it real. Tiago Santos taking on Gerald Mearshart. Uh, you know, all right. Uh, Chad Lapreze is Brian Lacamozzi. I got to go with Brian based on his brother, Chris. Gerald Mearshart? Yeah, Gerald Meerkat. Is uh, I'm on. going with uh, Tiago Santos. Yeah, me too. Uh, based, I don't know. Gerald follows me on Twitter, so I'm going with him. Uh, Chad Lapreze is Brian Camozzi. Uh, I'm going to go with Chad Lapreze. Really? Why? Because I know he who he is. And I, the other Because he's the other guy's Camo- Chris's Chris, brother, though. Chris Camozzi's brother. Yeah. All right, Travis Brown against Alexi Olnick. I know Travis Brown left his camp, training with Josh Barnett. Supposedly, life's back together. That's Alexi Olenek? Yeah. Uh, that's a toss-up, man. Uh, on heavyweights, you, I don't know. Wh- whoever gets hit first loses. Yeah, I don't know. One. Uh, Travis Brown, though, if he loses this, I think that'll be four in a row. And we're talking about a guy who, like, I remember at the MMA Awards got, like, best newcomer and was, you know, yeah. going every award. Man. Telling you, sometimes you get that. You know, you get that that can, can that, s- that A-list vagina. Just can we every stop time. real quick? Because I, I want to. I've, I've been telling people this a long time. I mean, like the UFC signs people to four fight deals and five fight deals. And if you look at every other major league sport, soccer, baseball, basketball, football, what kind of deals do they get? They get five years, yeah. x amount of money, right? Right. And they let the players go through a progression, which all players do. Right, they have peaks, they have valleys, and sometimes valleys last, and then their resurgence is is amazing. You know what I mean? But I think if if you let a fighter 
go through a progression and let him just flow without even worrying about his four-fight losing skid, maybe he has one of the best resurgences of career. But if you're constantly worried about losing your fucking job, that's stressful maybe, as fuck. Maybe yes and no, but then you get like Takanari Gomi, who's been stopped four fights in a row in the first round. Eventually, you got to say, "Listen, this is just not." Because, yeah, for sure. I mean, and you got to make I mean, you have to make room for the new guys that are coming up that are eleven and zero, or fifteen and one, or twenty and zero, and the RFAs and LFAs. But here's the thing: is like those guys that are fifteen and one. I mean, I've literally been looking at dudes that are ten and zero, and those fuckers got one like a guy on their record that's one and twenty two, or yeah. or three and sixteen, no, and course. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, but then there are guys that don't. Yeah. Okay. Very few and far between, though. Okay, but Very guy like Terry on where? Uh, Terry's fought everyone, man. I, so, uh, yeah, okay, so should Terry on where? You got? I understand what you're saying. I think maybe two, two fight definite or three. I understand maybe two or three, but you can't give a guy a five fight if a guy loses four in a row, all first round. That's it. That's yeah. it. I, I think four is the magic number on that. If you give a guy a four fight deal, the UFC usually cuts you after a two fight skid, right? Yeah. Let him lose all four fucking fights. Yes then, like, and no. Yes and no. Because how long can that take? It can take two years. It can take two years. Take two years. There's, uh, there's guys that don't fight for two years I all the time. I understand the pressure of people fighting not to lose because they want to keep their yeah. job. And that can make for boring fights. And, and all the fights. time. And I understand that. I mean, there's all kinds. of. First of all, when you get paid more, that pressure goes out the window a little bit. So that's really the issue here. If a guy, I mean, if you're gonna, if you're getting fifteen thousand dollars a fight, and you're like, "Fuck, I gotta win," versus if you're getting a hundred thousand, you know, it's a lot. You, you could, yeah, my motivation's different. Yeah, trust exactly. me. So really, I think it's it's the base pay or the pay, uh, not just the base pay. Anthony Pettis versus Jim Miller. I got Pettis. I think he's due for, he's due for something solid. Yeah, uh, Verdum versus Overeem. I gotta go with Overeem, man. Why? Uh, I just think. Uh, if you look at everybody that he's rematched, uh, he's he's done well against. You know what I mean? He's he's fixed some stuff, and uh, I think I, I think dude, he's just he's just a legend, and his kickboxing is amazing. The knees that he throws on the inside are are world ending. You know, I think uh, I I called it his last fight. I said he's gonna win by a knee against Mark. It was Mark Hunt, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure enough, short knee inside to the chin. So I think. Uh, I think he beats Verdum. As long as he stays off the ground, yeah. I think we're solid. Curtis Blades versus Daniel Amalanchuk. That guy's got the coolest fucking name in the world. Curtis Blades? Curtis Blades. He's a good wrestler, too. Curtis Blades. Yeah, yeah he's a badass. Uh, Curtis Blades should win this fight. Yoel Romero versus Robert Whitaker. See, Yo, now, see now we're getting to the... Yoel Romero's gonna, just going to dog Whitaker. Really? Yeah. I think he's just going to take him down and just dog him. Even though he's 40 years old and yeah, man, the other he, guy's in his prime? Dude, I got to go with Yoel. I don't know. Who who's recently knocked Yoel out? Nobody. Exactly. Okay, but he's been buddy he but who, when's the last Kennedy? time when's the last time this uh Whitaker kid submitted somebody? Uh it's been a while. <laughs> exactly. But he looked great against Jacare. Yeah. But I, what did he do to Jacare? He knocked him out. Okay, when's Jacare knock somebody out? Like you gotta look at like Yoel Romero makes everybody look like shit. Tim Kennedy beat him. Well, almost beat him, but the whole stool thing. Uh, you could argue that, uh, what's his name? Derek Brunson was beating him up until the third round. I don't think I've ever seen that fight. Derek's like one of my dudes. Uh, Weidman, it was even until that knee. 
Uh, isn't isn't every fight like even until something happens? All right, I'm going with. How uh, about I was beating Thomas Almeida until I got knocked the fuck out? You were. Uh, I'm going with Whitaker in this. I, I don't know why. Oh, I don't know why. I want to because he's a young kid and he's got all the opportunity. He, let's let's both agree on this one. Either one of these guys is going to be the next world champion. Bisbing. Biggs was gonna beat everybody. <laughs> my man, my man, Bisbee's gonna beat everybody. Yep, I, I got Bisbee. Oh, Bisbee's on Team Roasted. Good comedian. He's on Team Roasted. You're a good comedian. Amanda Nunez versus Shevchenko. Uh, I got Nunez. She came to my show last night. Got to go for Nunez. You know, this is interesting. I've talked about this fight several times. Uh, Shevchenko's, I believe, a purple button jujitsu. She's got really, really good high level jujitsu. Um, Eight time Muay Thai world champion, I believe. And. Decent wrestling. She's putting it together, right? She's putting it together. Amanda Nunez is in that point in her career where she's unbeatable, you know, and she's she's at that John Jones level. She's at that Anderson Silva streak. She's at that level where she believes in herself. She knows she's the world champion, and it's hers to keep. And I think I'm gonna go with Nunez on that one as well. I'm going with Nunez also. Well, listen, where can people watch your next fight? Uh, if you guys go to fight.tv, it's F-I-T-E dot TV, uh, July 30th from Saitama Super Arena. Um, I believe it's $14.99 pay-per-view. There's, uh, there's gonna be great fights on that card. Uh, former UFC flyweight title contender Kyoji Horiguchi's fighting, um, against, uh, Hideo Takoro, who's, they call the Cinderella Man. He's uh, another legend in Japanese MMA. Um, myself, I'm fighting Takafumi Otsuka, who's two-time world champion, currently the deep and uh, world series of fighting global champion. Um, I, I'm back at my weight class. I feel more confident than ever. I've, I've got a great camp, great coaching staff. Um, I'm healthy. And, uh, you know, that's the biggest thing going into this fight is that just being healthy. So, um, you guys can, can tune in. I, I believe it's at like 3 a.m. though. So either wake up early or go to bed fucking late, but, Make sure you guys tune in and watch me. If I want to sponsor you and see my stuff on your shorts, how does that happen? Yeah, uh, oh, hit, hit either inbox me um, or Luta Elite MMA, which is my my wife uh, management company, uh, L U T A M M A, and uh, just find it on Facebook or on Twitter, and then uh, inbox us and let us know. I got uh, a couple more spots uh, on the shorts or on the t-shirt if you guys want to uh, if you guys want to jump on for sponsorship. Um, I'd greatly appreciate it. Again, I got like thirty kids that I need to feed. And I'll be at the Stratosphere in Vegas tonight through Sunday night next week in Fort Myers at Off the Hook Comedy Club in Fort Myers. I'm going to be in Tucson, Arizona. Right. Uh, uh, I'm doing a Luke Air Force Base on uh, July 20th. Luke Air Force Base is not in Tucson. Oh, well, where's that? It's in Phoenix. Phoenix. I'll be in Phoenix. But I will be in Tucson at the Desert Diamond Casino. Oh, yeah. On uh, Friday, July 21st. That's 20 minutes from me. That's like – that's – in the city where I grew up in, in Sarita. So tell the whole crew to come. For sure. Yes. Uh, and then, uh, and where then, can we get tickets at? Uh, just, uh, just hit me up, uh, at adamhuntercomedy at gmail.com. You're gonna have like 70 Mexicans inbox I, I, I sliding into your inbox. And then I'll be in Linwood at the Cliffhanger Sports Bar and Arena September 6th, Linwood, Washington, Arlington at Angel of the Winds Casino, uh, September 7th. And uh, Cedar Rapids, late September. Listen, thank you for tuning in to the latest MMA Roasted podcast. Anthony Burchek, I've been a fan of yours. Uh, can't wait to see your fight July, July 30th. July 30th. Thank you so much. No dude. problem. Take care.